How are we all doing? You all alright? How are you doing online? Let us know in the live chat uh, how you are doing. It is an honour and a privilege to be with you today to be speaking uh, this message entitled All In. Um, I don't know if you have sort of favourites um, in your family. Um, I don't mean favourite people, I mean favourite things you enjoy doing. Uh, one of my favourite things as a family for us to do is to play a board game. Now then, the downside of this board game is no one else in my family enjoys playing it. Can you guess what the board game is? After three, one, two, three? Monopoly is the right answer. Well done. You'll get it right if you stay around for, for the second service. Um, but Monopoly, Risk is also a close second as well. Um, but Monopoly, and I remember a game that we were playing as a family. Um, the four of us were playing, my wife, my son, my daughter, and, um, and my daughter was winning. She was not just winning, she was trouncing everybody. She'd already wiped out my, uh, my wife. She had destroyed my son. And, um, and there was just left me, me left. And uh, hopefully you have some understanding of the game of Monopoly today um, to understand this story that I had one suite, one suit left, which is three cards that make up a property. And... Um, that's the only sort of way you can win is by, is by collecting those. And I only had one and, and, and she had loads. And, um, and I realized I was going to lose. And so what I did was all the other bits of property that I had, I mortgaged it. And then I took all the money that I had and I put it on houses and hotels on that property. And by... What I have to accept right here, right now, is sheer luck. I think at the time I was trying, trying to take credit for a brilliant strategy. But through sheer luck, the game was turned around and I won. Thank you very much. Um, why? Because I went all in. I went all in. And there was a risk. There was a risk involved. I should have lost the game, but somehow I didn't. And that is like faith. That's like our journey with God. There's a risk to it. Especially if you are somebody who's perhaps new to the faith. Perhaps you haven't um, experienced God in the same way that, um, that, that I have. Maybe for you today, it feels a bit of a risk. But for me, I've known that every time I've gone all in, every time I take a step of faith, God is always there to meet me. God is always there to make sure I don't fall. God is always there to help me. And today, I want to encourage us, we're going to read quite a lot of the Bible um, I want to encourage us from the Bible, and I really want the Bible to really speak for itself for the most part on this. And as, and as it encourages us to go all in. In Revelation chapter 3, you have a very interesting um, passage. 
So the book of Revelation is a, uh, a vision that the Apostle John had of heaven. And before he uh, starts talking about all the things he saw in heaven, which even today we look at and they go, That's, that sounds really weird, he is given um, by Jesus letters to give to the churches. And in uh, verse, starting at verse 14, he's given a, verse to a, ch- he's given a letter to a church in Laodicea. And this is what it says. It says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Those are quite harsh words, aren't they? Can you imagine Jesus saying that about us? How horrible that would be and how heartbreaking. But it goes on to say, You say I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and I do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Here is the really key bit. I counsel you to buy for me gold refined in the fire so that you can become rich, spiritually rich, white clothes to wear, so you can cover your nakedness and have medicine to put on your eyes so you can see. God wants us to be all in. He doesn't want us to be lukewarm. He wants us to be hot. In fact, he says either be hot or not. But don't be one or the other. All in, total commitment, totally committed to God, is the only way that God wants us to live our lives. In the Gospels, Jesus says in Luke 9, 57, it says, as they were following along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Sounds like he wants to be all in. Jesus replied, the foxes and dens have births and nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Another man said, follow, he said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord. But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Again, verses that seem really quite harsh. What a harsh thing for Jesus to have said. But the truth is, we don't know whether that person needed to go and bury his father. We didn't know if um, what was actually going on in those people's lives. And I suspect that Jesus had an insight into there that said, actually, you're just making excuses. You're just making, you're just making excuses. I will follow you, but... Kind of be on my terms. I will follow you, but... I want to edge my way into this. And actually, I only want to go so far. That isn't the way God has set it up to be. 
in the Gospels again, in the book of Mark, and book of Matthew, sorry, Jesus gave these two illustrations about the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. They gave everything they had. They were all in. But there are some key things for us to notice about these parables today. Yes, God wants us to go all in, but for very, very good reason. The first is this, that it gives us more of what we want. It gives us more of what we want. What do you want today? What do you want? Really, deep down in your soul, what are you looking for? Full commitment to Christ. Full commitment to God. In every area of your life, that is how you find the abundant life that Jesus spoke about. Full commitment to God in every area of your life. If you look at the verses, it said the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it. He was searching. He was looking for it. He was keen to find it. The pearl was found by a pearl merchant. The key thing for you to know today is that when you go all in for God, when you go all in for God, you get more than what you could ever possibly dream or imagine. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. What are you looking for today? Is it peace? Is it happiness? Is it fulfillment? Is it purpose? Is it confidence? Is it joy? Is it money? Is it safety? Whatever it is you're looking for today, don't hold back with God. I don't know, perhaps he's calling you to do something. Perhaps there's something on your heart right now that you know that God is asking you to do. I want to encourage you, go all in. Philippians 1.21 says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Live sold out for Jesus is better than living for yourself. We have another story in Mark 10, 17, verse 31, that says as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him and said, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, you shall not defraud, honour your father and your mother. Teacher, he declared, all of these things I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him, one thing you lack, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven, then come and follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. The key thing here 
is that little phrase where it says Jesus looked at him and loved him. And loved him. We can go all in because we are going all in with the creator of the universe who loves you. He loves you. He created you. He knows you. And he knew that for that rich young ruler, that's what he needed to do. He needed to go and sell all of his possessions. Fortunately, God doesn't tell us to sell all of our possessions and give them to the poor. He does tell us to do lots of other things in the Bible, though. And we should go all in. But it was his love for the guy. God's love for you. And what stops us from doing it? Fear. What does the Bible say? Perfect love drives out all fear. What are you afraid of today? What are you holding back to? What are you holding back from God? Love is commitment. And God is fully committed to you. So let's be fully committed to him. And my third point is that God will give you the strength to go all in. God will give you the strength to go all in. Living sold out for Jesus means you give yourself fully to his purpose and call for his life. Maybe for you today, that's your career. Well, if it is, go for it 100%. If your career is your calling to God, go for it 100%. Don't just get by with what you can do, with what you can get away with. Remember that when you work, you work for the Lord. Maybe for you it's something else. Does God have full control over your diving? Do you say to God, God, I know it's tough. I know uh, the, the, the times we are living in. But God, I'm literally giving you my Monday to Sunday. How do you want me to fill it? How do you want me to fill it? Even if you think, you think to yourself, I can't do this. God says you can Always remember Philippians 4.13. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And remember the context of that verse is in one where no matter what God is asking you to do, you can do it. Because he's the one who will give you the strength to do it. It will take being brave. It will take being courageous. But you cannot live for God in the comfort chair. You cannot live for God in the comfort chair. Think about Daniel and the lion's den. What an amazing miracle that was. But Daniel had to be in that position first. And he was in that position because he wouldn't compromise. He wouldn't back down on his beliefs. And he stood for God. Moses in the Red Sea. Moses stepping up into the position that God had called him to be. Stepping up and... Um, talking to Pharaoh, freeing the people of Israel. Where did that leave him? It led him to the Red Sea. And maybe you're in a Red Sea moment right now. Maybe you feel like all hope is lost. But I want to encourage you, keep being fully committed to God. Keep being fully committed to what he is asking you to do. And you will see 
miracles. I could go on and on and on. Could talk about Joshua, could talk about Esther, but time is moving on. Sometimes you have to climb a mountain to get the best view, but it will be worth it. I had a little expression um, when I was growing up. I had one of those posters back in the 90s. Uh, a no fear poster. Put your hand if you ever had a no fear poster up, up on your wall. Literally just me. Okay, oh, oh there you go. One other person. Um, and it simply said this. If you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much room. If you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much room. And I do want to say today that living fully committed for God, it makes you more responsible. It makes you more responsible than you ever thought possible. You see, it's only when you fully say to God, God, I want to live completely for you. It's then you realize what you've got. You realize your resources. You realize what's around you. You realize the value of who's around you. You realize the difference that you can make in their lives. You realize that actually your budget, you need to stick to it. You realize that you need to have safe working practice in your life. You realize that actually you need time off. Because what's the point in slogging yourself until you burn out at a job or a career when God is calling you to lead your family? Please, please understand me on that. I have nothing against working really hard, but you have to have a life, family, home, God balance. And that balance needs to be that God is, um, God is at, at the top and that you are all in. Because when you give it all to God, he will show you what the priorities are. And to finish with, I want to tell you three things. Three things that will transform your life if you do. And they are simply this. It will transform your worship. It will transform your witness. And it will transform how you read the Bible. Romans 12, 1 verse 2, simply says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. When you are living full on for God, when you are living all on, all in for God, and sold out for him, that is when you are offering your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to him. Acts verse 1, uh, Acts 1, 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When you live fully committed to God, people notice. People see the difference in your life. And it transforms the way you read the Bible. God's messenger app to you. Both the Logos and the Rhema word of Lord for you today. 
you'll find in your Bible. And when you're hungry for it, you'll get fed. Keep reading your Bible. So the challenge today is how can you live more sold out for God? Maybe for you today, you don't know what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe for you today, you don't, you've never taken that first step. Well, I want to encourage you to take that step with us today. To just say to God, God, I'm here. I'm sorry for the things that I've done and I, and I want to live for you. I want to live hot for you. I want to be all in. Maybe today you are somebody who um, you were running, you were running a great race, but perhaps you've slowed down. I want to encourage you, take this moment right now to rededicate yourself to God, to say, God, from this moment on, I am going to live for you. I'm going to run for you the way I always used to. And maybe today you are, you're already running. Well, I want to encourage you. How can you live for God more? Is every area of your life sold out for Him? Or are there certain areas of your life where you're still allowing fear to hold you back? As we sing this song right now, take this moment to talk to God. Let the words of the worship band as they minister to you just sit there you can pray you can talk to God you can respond in worship however you want to respond right now I want you to take this moment to just talk to God and to ask him Lord what do I need to do with this message right now